يهدنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها الزوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يسلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعض فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وبعد All praise is due to Allah We love him, beseech yourself with him We seek forgiveness And we seek the refuge of Allah From the mischievousness of our souls And the wrongdoings of all of our actions Whoever Allah guides, no one can lead him astray And whoever Allah leads to be astray, no one can guide him And I bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship as a deity except Allah. He's alone. He has no partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam is his abd and his rasul. As to what follows, surely the best speech is the book of Allah. And the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad. And the worst of affairs are newly invented matters. For every newly invented matter is an innovation. Every innovation is a going astray. And every astray is in the hellfire. Brothers and sisters in Islam... <coughs> It seems as though in our marital situations and in the, the daily dealings that we have with each other that we don't exercise enough patience and even more than this, we don't exercise gratitude. To be thankful to Allah, firstly, is a very, very important virtue for every believer, male and female. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in his book, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرُكُمْ Remember me and I will remember you. Be thankful to me and don't disbelieve. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be thankful to him. And in many cases, the Muslims are thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But unfortunately, we are not thankful and show gratitude. We do not show gratitude among each other. And part of this is being patient with each other. Because we're human beings and we're created fragile and we're created weak and we're created in haste, doing things without deliberation, which is from shaitan, sometimes we mix, miss the mark and we're not grateful to each other nor patient with each other. On many occasions on the minbar here and off of the minbar we've talked about the marital situation. And this afternoon, inshallah ta'ala, we'd like to reiterate what we've been saying. Specifically on the subject of being patient and more specifically with having gratitude for the one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to be married to for five years or ten years or fifteen years or six months or three months or a week. Because it seems as though, unfortunately, in this country, and I don't know about other places in the Muslim world, But in this particular country, it seems as though, as we mentioned in the past, and we're going to continue to mention it, the divorce rate is extremely high. 
So now, specifically, we like to talk about gratitude. From the point of the husband, from the point of the wife, from the point of the imam, and the general follower. And from the point, in general, all Muslims being grateful for that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, and those who he has allowed to be in our lives. Because for surety, those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows you to have in your life, you should value every single thing that Allah has given you. Because there are others who do not have what you have. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has informed us in many different variations of a hadith, مَنْ لَا يَشْكُرِ النَّاسِ لَا يَشْكُرِ اللَّهِ Whoever doesn't give thanks to the people, they do not give thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whoever doesn't do this, Allah doesn't do it to them. And they don't do it to Allah. Allah has connected the thanking of the people to himself. If you don't give thanks to the people and show gratitude, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not considering you giving thanks to him. So today, inshallah, in these brief moments, we'd like to talk about a woman, no, two women, and some men in Islam that tried to give their thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those who didn't display those things. When the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam took his wife Hajar and his baby Ismail to the valley of Mecca at a time when there were no individuals there. There were no human beings from what we know from history and there was no cultivation, no fruits, no vegetables, nothing of the sort. He left his wife, Hajar, and he left his son, alayhi salatu salam, Ismail, there in this valley. And when he walked away from his wife and his baby, a baby, according to some of the scholars of Islam and historians, who was still the age near weaning, suckling his mother's breast. And if you can imagine being in the desert, for any of you that have ever been in the desert or come from an arid part of the world, sometimes it gets to 120, 130, 140, sometimes even 150 degrees. Can you imagine being left by your husband, or women of this land? Being left in a place, not with three people, 50 people, 100 people, one person, no people. A bag full of water, and some, some bait. A water skin full of water and some bait. And then, when our husband, our father, Ibrahim, alayhi salatu salam, walked away from her, leaving her there, she asked him, where are you going? And he didn't answer her. We're talking about giving thanks, brothers and sisters. Where are you going? And he didn't answer his wife. This is a messenger of Allah, a prophet of Allah, one given divine revelation. And then she asked him a second time, where are you going? And he didn't answer her. And then she asked him a third time, where are you going? And in another narration it says, he said, nothing, nothing to her. And then she said, Allah, bihada. is it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that ordered you to do this? And he said, naam. And then she said, Even la yudayyuha. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that case will never ever forsake her. Allah will never forsake her. 
So then he went to the area of where the Kaaba is now, the foundation of the Kaaba, and he raised his hands a little off from where she couldn't see him, making dua to Allah with this dua. رَبَّنَا إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتُ مِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ بِوَادٍ غَيْرِ ذِي زَرْعٍ عِنْدَ بِبَيْتِكَ الْمُحَرَّمِ رَبَّنَا لِيُقِيمَ الصَّلَاةَ فَاجْعَلْ أَفْئِدَةً مِنَ النَّاسِ تَهْوِي إِلَيْهِمْ وَرُزُقُهُمْ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَشْكُرُونَ O our Lord, I have made some my offspring dwell in a valley without cultivation by your sacred house in order, in order, that, O oh our Lord, they may offer perfect prayer. This is the dua that he made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his wife and his son and for us. And then the dua goes on, So fill some hearts of among the men for them. Fill some hearts among men with love towards them and provide them with fruits that they may give thanks. And then he left. And then... Like many of us know, the story goes, Ibrahim's wife, Hajar and Ismail, his son, they finished the dates and they finished the war. And when she saw, like a mother who should be concerned about her children, not partying, not gossiping, not talking on the telephone, not wasting time, she saw her, ch her child in anguish. And being the devout, good, righteous, virtuous, mother that she was, she began looking for something for her son. And she went to the hill called Safa. And she climbed the hill called Safa, looking for someone. And then after descending the hill of Safa, she went to Al Marwa. And then looking as she did on a Safa, finding no one, she went back to Safa. From Marwa to Safa, from Safa to Marwa, from Marwa to Safa, and ending at Marwa seven times. And then a voice proclaimed out to her to not be in despair. To not be in despair. And then the angel Jibreel, according to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, descended and said to her, لا تخافوا فَإِنَّ هَذَا بَيْتَ اللَّهِ يَبْنِ هَذَا الْغُلَامُ وَأَبُوهُ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُدِيعُ أَهْلَهُ Do not be afraid of being neglected, for this is the house of Allah, which will be built by this boy and his father, and Allah never neglects his people. Then, according to one narration, he took his wing and struck the ground. In another narration, he struck the ground with his heel. Some say Ismail struck the ground with his heel. Nonetheless, some water came up, and to this day, Muslims all around the world, and even some kuffar without any benefit, are drinking from the Zamzam until Yom Qiyamah. And the Prophet wasallam said it would have been a stream if not Hajar would have taken it up with her hand. But it remains a spring. And then, as the story goes on, the Prophet ﷺ, in explaining this beautiful story to us about the people who give thanks and are grateful for what they have, the tribe called Jurhum came to that particular area after Ismail ﷺ became a young man, able to marry. 
And he married a woman from this tribe. And in marrying a woman from this tribe, he did what any husband would do. Take care of his wife, feed his wife, clothe his wife, be a dutiful husband, firstly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, be a dutiful servant, and then to his wife. And then one day, a handsome man came to the house, asking for her son, asking for his son, her husband. And he said, where is your husband? And like the woman that she was, which unfortunately some of our women are like this, she told the business of her husband to this man without even knowing his name, without even knowing who he was. She said, when he asked, where is your husband? She said, he has gone out looking for a livelihood for herself. And he said, how are you doing? What is your condition? And she said to him, and they were at the time, we're doing very bad. Very, very bad. Things are really rough. We're in dire straits. And then this particular man said to her, when your husband returns, tell him that I said, غير عتب بابك قال ذاك أبا وقد أمرني أن أفارقك. He said, tell your husband to change the gate of your threshold. Change the gate of the threshold to your house. When Ismail came back, he said, being a prophet, having something to let him know that someone visited. He said, did someone visit you? She said, yes. She said, a sheikh, an old man, like this or that. That's the way she describes him. He said, did he ask you anything? She said, yes. He asked me, how are we doing? And she told him what she said. He said, did he advise you to do anything? She said, yes. When he comes, your husband comes back, tell him I said to change the gate of his threshold, of the threshold of his house. He said, this was my father. He has ordered me to divorce you. Go back to your parents. And then the story goes on when he married another woman, interestingly, from the same tribe, the tribe of Zurhum. And the same event happened. When, she, when he came to the door, he asked the same question. And those questions were, where's your husband? He's out looking for a livelihood. He said, how are you doing? And according to another narration, Included to, with the one in Al-Bukhari, they were doing the same or worse than when he had the first wife. The situation was worse. And when he asked how you were doing, how are you doing? How are you and your husband doing? She praised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the condition that she was in. She thanked Allah even though according to another narration, the situation was worse than the first wife. And when Ismail came home from, from a hard day's work, like most men do, he asked her the question. Someone visits you? Yes. A very handsome, nice man came. Not describing the way the first wife from the same tribe described him. From the same tribe. And then he said, did he advise you anything? She said, yes. He advised me to tell you to hold on to the gate, the threshold of his house. And he said, that was my father. He has told me to keep you forever.
Brothers and sisters in Islam, this story and many other stories in the Quran and in the Sunnah are precious for us. We need to learn how to be more thankful for that which we've been given. Especially in the area of our husbands and our wives. Unfortunately, many of the Muslim men, they have good wives, but they don't understand the nature of a woman. They don't understand that men are from Mars and women are from Venus. They don't understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam has said, إِنَّ الْمَرْأَةَ خُلِقَتْ مِنْ That the woman is created from a rib. They don't understand the meaning of this hadith. So they throw their wives away. They get rid of them, even though she's not a problem. One little thing happens. She cooks for him, she cleans for him, she washes his clothes, she never lets anybody in the house that she's not supposed to let in. Every single thing that she's supposed to do, and then she does one little thing, and he's ready to say, Get out of here. I'm giving you a pink slip. The Prophet sallallahu said, That the woman is created from the rib. From a rib. He said, لَن تَسْتَقِيمَ لَكَ عَلَى طَرِيقًا He said, you will never, ever be able to straighten it. She's different from us. And we're different from her. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَيْسَ الزَّكْرُكَ الْأُنْسَى The man is not like the woman. So we have to be patient and thankful for the good women that we've been given. They cover the way you tell them to cover. They fast after asking your permission. They don't go out the house and be immodest and unchaste. You'll never be able to straighten them. And then the Prophet says, If you wish to draw benefit from her, then draw benefit from her even though there's crookedness. While there's crookedness in her. Draw benefit from her. وَإِن ذَهَبْتَ تُقِيمُهَا كَسَّرْتُهَا وَكَسْرُهَا طَلَاقُهَا And then the Prophet says, If you try to straighten her, you will break her, and the breaking her is divorce. There's a proverb in the Arabic language, brothers, that says, الْمِنْجَلُ اسْتِقَامَتُهُ بِعْوِجَاجِهِ الْمِنْجَلُ اسْتِقَامَتُهُ بِعْوِجَاجِهِ That the straightness of the sickle is in its crookedness. You know this tool that's used for threshing the weeds and the farm, that the farmers use? This sickle is crooked. And the crookedness of it is its straightness. Because if it was straight, it would have no benefit. The women are exactly the same. The crookedness in them is a good crookedness. If you try to straighten it and make them like you, you'll break it. And the breaking it is divorcing her. Don't ever try to make her like you, brothers. She's not like you even though both of you are created from Adam. Even though both of you come from the same nuts and wahida, the same soul. Don't ever try to make her life revolve around your life. Make her life revolve around the Quran and the Sunnah. As for the women, you need to be more thankful for the good men that you have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you someone 
that works 8, 10, 12, 15, 17 hours a day, feeds you with the best, clothes you with the best, gives you the best place to live in, concerned about not putting you in the house with riba, so that you won't take from the haram, and live in the haram, and be clothed by the haram. And then after all of that, one time, he does something that rubs you wrong. And you say, I have never seen any good in you. To this the Prophet sallallahu said, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed me hell. And the majority of the people in there were blacks? No. The majority of people in there were Chinese? No. The majority of people in there were bank robbers? No. The majority of people in there were dope sellers? No. The majority of the denizens in hell were women. And the hadith is sahih. It is authentic. No one disagrees on its authenticity. And because he did a lifetime of good, one time, she says, I've never seen any good in you. Ever. Never. And you will be, may Allah protect you from it, one of those women in the hellfire who makes that one statement. We need to be more patient, brothers and sisters, and more thankful for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. The grass may seem greener on the other side, but it may just be that some people take care of their grass better. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalam ala rasulihi al-kareem. Sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in. Wada'ad. Besides being thankful, brothers and sisters in Islam, we need to be patient. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as a sign that He loves us, He gives us trials. One of the biggest trials, even though we don't have from what we know, and I don't mean me when I say we, I mean from what the scholars of Islam have given us, the inheritors of the prophets, and the Prophet ﷺ, from what we know, we don't have a narration indicating this, but without a doubt, in my humble opinion, one of the biggest trials that has ever been on the women of this ummah is polygamy. Now we see a resurgence of this, where the men are taking more than one wife. For you women in Islam, I implore, I advise, I beg you to be patient. And I ask you men to be very deliberate on whom you choose as a second or third or fourth chronologically as a wife. Because no wife is the first, the second, or the third, or the fourth. They're all your wives. I implore and beg you that when you get married to another woman, you better be very deliberate and calculated and inspect her the way you would inspect something of value. Because you don't want someone who's going to rock your boat of 15 years of marriage, 20 years of marriage, 30 years of marriage, or whatever. And you women should be patient. And you should resign and submit yourselves to the decree of Allah. مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ كَانَ وَمَا لَمْ يَشَأْ لَمْ يَكُنْ Whatever Allah wills is, Whatever he does not, will is not. We know that it's a big trial. But be thankful to your husband who for 22 years, 25 years, or whatever, has been treating you kindly, as the Prophet said, bin treat the women kindly, 
Your husband has been treating you kindly for all this time and now all of a sudden you flip because he has done something that is halal and he's doing it in a halal manner. You should be thankful and you should be patient for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you in this man and you men should be patient with the women who flip because as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said إِنَّ الْمَرْأَةَ خُلِقَتْ مِنْ The woman is created from a rib. The uppermost part of it is crooked. If you try to straighten it, you'll break it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who are patient. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who are thankful for whatever He gives us. Our eyesight, our hearing, the ability to taste food and, just, and distinguish the salty from the sweet. All of the things that Allah has given us that we can't even realize. And we would try to count them and enumerate them. We wouldn't be able to enumerate the blessings of Allah. Don't be fooled to thinking that your husband is not one of those blessings. Like the ability to see or hear. Don't be duped into thinking that your wife is not one of those blessings. Like the ability to walk and talk. Our wives and our husbands are blessings to us. They're ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And which of the favors of your Lord will you deny? Be thankful to the people, to your wives, to your husbands. Be patient in whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to you as a test. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, be, will be, be pleased with you. And in your being thankful to the people, you will be thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if not, you will not. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تأخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إثرا كما حلنته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا أفرغ علينا صبرا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين